Traded football for some fight gear, then got punched right in the face. Woke up with a baby, puke all over the place. But I keep the ground with T5K, this is the best I've ever felt. Started doing stand up, there's a new hand I've been dealt. So right before this makeup on my face begins to melt, it's time to go below the belt. Yes, what is up, fam? It is Monday morning on this beautiful Los Angeles day. I am full of nicotine and caffeine. Shout out to Rogue for supplying the nicotine. Fresh off the plane from Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Little fact about Houston. Um, It's now the third biggest city in the United States. It overtook um, Chicago. So it goes LA, New York, Houston, which is surprising. Very surprising. Um, what's what's Luke to say? A fun and highly durable farm, but generally inaccurate. Fun to just spray. Hey, man, he's so technical. And this guy, what's this guy put? Just let let everyone know the farm was cleared. We were in private range, and the range officers and the other farm industry people were present. Oh my god, that's Peter. That's your boy. Oh, that's that's yeah. my boy Peter. Yeah, that's my video guy. Do you see the newest video? I think he's did, freaking killing it. Did you dude. see the new one? Yeah, God, it's fucking he's freaking fire. killing it. We probably can't play on here because the music, but yeah. it is fire. Yeah, it's dope. When I posted the the pic with the El Chapo AK forty seven, I I go, I sent it to my guy. Hey, post this. And I go and get ready for the fire nerds to be like, oh, his finger, you're not holding it right. <laughs> it's anytime you post a picture with a gun, everyone flips out. Yeah. Well, you're not holding it right in the same. He's not pointing the left. Seventy five degree angle. It just gives them a reason to like jump in, you know. It's so strange. Are you post a lift? You know, I'll post lifting. Like I uh, incline bench 315 today. Mm-hmm. Post to my story. You people are like, yo, your, your hips are... Just anyone trying to jump in there. Oh, daddy's wearing the cause. Daddy's wearing the cause. Papa got the cause. Oh, it's been a long awaited journey, my friends. And we're united. We finally united. If you're a sneakerhead, these are one of the holy grails. I need the black pair too. Suplex. I need the black ones. These are so fucking fire. I'm scared to get them dirty though. Usually I don't give a fuck about shoes if they get dirty. I like when my shoes look worn in. Like I wear the Strange Love Dunks, which are my favorite, but they're crushed velvet and they're dirty, but they look dope dirty. These are the only shoes I get worried about. They're like a fucking not velvet or something. I don't know what the fuck it is. Don't you spray that stuff on it? Yeah. It's supposed to like. When we walk by the guys at the mall, they're like, yo, man, you got yeah, dirty yeah. shoes, fam. Let's yeah. clean them up, dog. They do wonders on it. They do goddamn wonders on it. Yeah, man. Fresh out of Houston. Shot some guns at HTX Tactical. Uh, this place is dope because, you know, I've been to gun ranges before. And this place is the, it, it's this ran by these two guys. The one guy was a B-boy. So he's kind of in that you know, hype beast hip hop scene. So when you go in, like they had a shotgun, they had a shotgun that was modeled after the, um, the Ben and Jerry dunks. So they had the shoe, the Ben and Jerry dunks, and they had a shotgun designed the same way. So it had like all the same colors. So it's kind of like, it's like if Supreme started a gun store and there's hip hop playing, they got like dope fashion there, no sneakers really, but, um, it's just a cool vibe, different than your typical gun range, which kind of, you know, kind of, you know how they are. You know how gun ranges are. This one's a little more hip, I should say. It was really, really fun. Really, really fun. I shot some crazy-ass guns. I have no idea what they were. Uh, one was a handheld automatic. They're nuts. AR-15s. We're supposed to go outside and blow up stuff, but it was raining nonstop there. Nonstop is raining. Just raining nonstop. There is HTX Tactical. They posted on there. Man, it was fun. Mm-hmm. I'm a guy, though. I shoot a gun. After about 30 minutes, I'm all set. It's so intense. You can see the store. It's, it's pretty pretty dope there, man. That's in Houston. God, Houston traffic might be worse than L.A., though. Got to be honest really? with you. It is. Because it's, it's growing just like any big city in Texas. Everyone's moving there. And they, they don't have, really have the in- infrastructure, so they're building. So there's just construction everywhere. So everything's like one lane, down to one lane. So traffic, anywhere you want to get to, you're looking at 30 minutes. Very similar to L.A. Went to Truth Barbecue. Went to freaking Truth Barbecue. Listen, 
I've been all over this goddamn United States. You name it, your boy has probably been there touring. And my favorite thing on this planet is barbecue because I'm fat. And I've had it all. Truth barbecue to me is numero uno. Pecan Lodge in uh, Dallas, fantastic. Was it Joe's out there? I get it. You guys have your favorite? I get it. For me, it's Truth Barbecue. They're the best. When it comes to ribs, you don't even need sauce on them. They're the best. Their brisket, the best. Their desserts, the best. For overall package, now, have I had better brisket? I don't know. But ri- to me, I judge a place based off the ribs and brisket. Pecan Lodge brisket might, I mean, it's right there. It's, it's just, it's preference. It's like music. It's like, oh, it's, it's like when you say truth is best, someone's like, truth sucks. No, they don't, though. We all have our favorites. like music, man. Drake sucks, does he? He just won the fucking artist of the decade. Most streaming artist of all time. Like 30 billion downloads or some shit. Did you see him get the award last night? I don't watch award shows. You don't? No. I like the Billboard Awards. It's not so stuck up. Yeah, my boy Shane Carwin was in Houston. Yeah, dude, he lives right cool. outside there. He came to Houston, Texas. Him and his wife. I haven't seen Shane in forever. It's always good to catch up. God, Shane was so important when I was younger get fighting. Shane was a guy who used to pay for my training in my privates because I couldn't afford it. But he needed a good heavyweight to train with, so he would uh, put resources into me. His face looks a little different. Correct. His hat, that Houston hat, uh, I think he has to get custom made. You ready for this? He was ready and eight and one fourth. <laughs> I put it on. I look like a, a, a bat boy, for the, an eight-year-old bat boy for the fucking Oakland A's. It's insane. Engineer. Yeah, he has the biggest hands. Look at his hands compared to mine. I know. It's ridiculous. The biggest dick beaters on the planet. They're so large. That's like a bright lane too, right? Which is huge. Yeah. I, I mean, mean it's small. Look, look, at, look at me. This thing's fucking. Look at on him. I it know. It's like a fucking kid's watch. Yeah, he's just a big boy. Big, big boy. Love Shane Carmen. It's great seeing him, man. Great catching up. The show's in Houston, man. Jesus Christ. On fire. First full capacity gig I've done over a year during this pandemic. It was cool. They're doing it right out there. We went to the mall. A lot of people in masks. Some people not in masks. It's up, it's up to them, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just up to them. That's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. I'm a boy Peter fucking killing it with these videos. I know. God, if one more guy calls my boy Mark Steven Tyler... You guys got to come up with more original shit. It's all we hear. Yeah, we met up with Whiskey Pete, drank some whiskey out there. Shout out to Whiskey Pete. Shout out to Whiskey Pete. Uh, yep, B&B Butchers, my favorite restaurant in Houston. They brought this aged Wagyu beef. You would have loved it, Jen. I'm sure it would. It was fucking fire, man. God, it was fun. Just fun. Straight up, just a fun-ass weekend. Next show is Oklahoma City Brickstown Comedy Club. I was the first comedian ever to do that club when they opened, and this is my return June 10th through the 12th. I will be there. Breakdown Comic Club, Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. Again, the more I travel, the more I realize how dope the United States is. Everywhere, you, I mean, everywhere's cool, man. A lot, a lot of places you'd never think. Lexington, Kentucky, fire. OKC, dope. Boise, dope. There's so many cool places out here, man. It's really cool. Really, really dope. Uh, watch the fights in the green room. Of course, we had the fights on. On Friday night, you had Bellator. And, you know, I thought, you know, I thought Leslie Smith looked damn good. Mm-hmm. I thought Leslie Smith looked good, changed her game plan up. Wasn't that pressure fighter just going forward? Um, she looked good. The problem is, is anytime you allow Chris Cyborg to walk you down, your your back gets against the cage. It's bombs over Baghdad. She is so goddamn good. There's really no competition for her. Well, I'd like to see next for her in the featherweight division, maybe uh, Kat Zingano. I, I would dig that. Kat can hang with on the ground. Kat probably has better wrestling technique. I don't know if the power is going to be an issue there, but I'd love to see Kat take a – Take a spin at it. Mm-hmm. Why not, man? Great story. My uh, Austin Vanderford, my boy Austin Vanderford, Paige Van Zant's man, got it done once again. The boy's quietly just ch- climbing the charts, climbing the charts. Um, my MVP of the Bellator card is uh, where is she at? Hannah Guy? No. No. Liam McCourt? 
Uh, Lee McCourt was dope. Um, Valerie, yeah, she's still my MVP, even though she lost. <laughs> That's my MVP. Yeah. Even though she lost, she's still just bad as fuck, man. Jesus Christ. Good for her. Good card, though. Let's take a little break from the fight chat, because guess what, man? It's 2021, and mental health is finally a thing. You see it all over. People finally feeling comfortable talking about their mental health issues, all right? We all need help, and therapy freaking helps. You can't just talk to your friends or your family. You need a licensed professional to get you on the right track. That's why BetterHelp is here. It's customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. If you're not comfortable with that, all good. Just talk to them over the phone. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Below the Belt listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash belt. That's B-E-L-T. That's better. H-E-L-P.com slash belt. This episode of Below the Belt is brought to you by Direct Hemp. Direct Hemp. Listen, maybe you take CBD. Maybe you have your favorites. I got it. I have my favorites. What if I told you you can try your favorites or try other favorites, name brands of the best CBD, all in one place? That's where Direct Hemp comes in place. They are the Amazon of CBD. You can choose from dozens of products, multiple brands, the top brands. Everything gets shipped in one package, comes straight to your house. Some are shipped out on the same freaking day. It all comes from Direct Hemp's warehouse, all right? Orders are dropped off right to your doorstep. And uh, Direct Hemp members get free shipping on every freaking order. You can also set up subscriptions, what your boy does, for your favorite products to get them automatically sent to your house so you never run out, man. They usually add a free little gift in there every order, so it's always easy to try new products. All right? They have a 24-7 customer help team. Uh, satisfaction guaranteed 100% sad toast faction. So whatever it is, man, whatever product, a gummy, a oil, a rub, whatever you need, Direct Hemp is your one-stop shop for all the top freaking products in the CBD space. Go to directhemp.com, promo code THICK for 10% off the entire website, and they have a really special deal going on this weekend for Memorial Day, all sorts of big deals. Go to directhemp.com, promo code is THICK with three C's, son, that's T-H-I-C-C-C. For 10% off and huge, huge discounts Memorial Day weekend starting this Friday. DirectHemp.com, promo code THICK. Uh, For the UFC, you know, um, I always bet with my heart. uh, And Cody Garbrandt's my boy. Um, Actually, he's the reason why I have this chain of my son, one of my favorite things I own. Uh, My son, Boston. Shout out to Fat Boston. Um, you know, for, for Cody versus Rob Font is one of my fights of the year. I just love the matchup. Now, when I said this was going to be one of the fights of the year, you know, that's predicated off Cody Garbrandt fighting like Cody Garbrandt. And it's not that Cody had a bad performance. It's that Cody, for the first time, decided to fight smarter, um, but not... He didn't use his full potential. He's still trying to figure that out. I think confidence is a bit of an issue with him right now after those losses. He did have that amazing knockout where he grabbed the fence and knocked the dude out. But we didn't learn too much about He He really didn't get to feel it out. You know, that was one of the knockouts of the year for me. That thing was ridiculous. Um, but to, to kind of reinvent yourself, you know, he's with Mark Henry out there uh, in New Jersey. Mark's one of the very, very best coaches in the world. Hands down. No doubt about it, top three in the world. And there's a reason why Cody's out there. And when you're with Mark Henry, there's there's a it's like you're going, it's like Cody Garbrandt, and this isn't a knock on Team Alpha Male, wherever he was at after Team Alpha Male, but it's like you were getting just your bachelor's degree and then you go and get your master's at Harvard. And there's gonna be a learning curve. And it's gonna take some time to realize. It's just a different game. You got there's a lot of information to download to actually use in the real world. So for Cody going from Alpha Team Alpha Male and then going to Mark Henry, there's there's gonna be, you're gonna need some transition. You need some fights to get used to that change because it's so much going on. You can tell his movement was good. He had a speed advantage. Clearly had the power advantage, but all that was negated by the reach of Rob Font. And then also Cody for the first time is using a lot more wrestling, which he really hasn't had to use before. So we see him landing these great takedowns, but then 
he kind of seemed uncomfortable once he landed the takedown. He, you know, he was not applying a lot of pressure, looked kind of out his element down there, didn't uh, go for submissions, didn't go for a lot of ground and pound, would let Rob Font get back to his feet. So I, I think for this new version of Cody Garbrandt, right, which I do think can be champ, he can, but to, to take this new learning curve that he's doing and to apply it in a guy against Rob Font, it's just, it's not the way to do it, man. But you're Cody Garbrandt. You're ranked number four in the world or three or where the hell he is. So you're going to be fighting creme de la creme, but it's tough, man, to come with this new game plan against a guy like Rob Font. Um, I think if they fight again, it could be a little bit of a different story because even the fifth round, Cody was landing some good shots. He was taking more risk, going to the body. You could hear Mark tell him, like, dude, stay in there, man. Give, get, you know, one's not going to land. We got to throw combinations. And he started to have more success at the end of the fight. But Rob Font's jab it was the was the reason he got it done, man. That jab just negated anything Cody was trying to do. Couldn't close the distance. Couldn't land the big shots. Landed some big ones, but Rob was just patient. And that jab, you know, he he said it himself. He has the best jab in the UFC. I think I'm, I was trying to think who has a better jab, but it, it's tough to disagree with that with Rob Font's background in boxing. So. You know, I just think Rob did a phenomenal job. You know, it's again to take out a guy like Cody Garbrandt, who's a perennial, you know, contender in the in that division for how long? You know, and to do it the way he did, stay composed. He's ready for a title run. Problem is that bantamweight, it's a fucking logjam at the top because you have <coughs> Aljamain Sterling, Peter Yan waiting, Aljamain coming off the surgery. Then you got to figure out who's going to win that. I would guess if Vegas is right, Peter Yan wins that thing. Um, he was just beating the shit out of Aljamain in that first one, which was surprising to me. Um, and then you got Corey Sandahagen, you know, fighting as well. So, you know, Corey and TJ, they got to figure out. So for Rob Font, you're waiting, I don't know, early 2022, probably, maybe end of this year. Maybe if things go right, nobody gets hurt. So it's, it depends what you want to do, man. It depends what his team wants to do. But those boys at uh, the Winter Hill gang out there in Boston, man, they're doing something right. They're doing something right. Hell coaching, just phenomenal fighters. They, they, they're on a run, man. They're on a run. Obviously, uh, Calvin Cater you know, ran into Max Holloway for the performance of his lifetime, but Calvin Cater's a bad motherfucker. You saw him in Rob Font's corner. MVP you could give to Rob Font because he looked phenomenal. Or you can give it to Carla Sparza. Carla Sparza, god damn, she looked good, man. She looked phenomenal. I didn't think this would be this easy for her. She just looked phenomenal, man. Jan's a monster. And Carla Sparza just beat the brakes off of her. So Carla Sparza, you could you could see her getting a title shot at straw weight. You could yeah. do that. You could definitely do it. There's a history there with the champ and Rose. Remember, Carla beat Rose to win the first ever straw weight title. So there's there's a narrative there. You could definitely do that. Um, let's jump to Jack Hermerson and Edmund Shabazian. To me, this is a tragic story because Edmund Shabazian has all the tools in the world to be a world champion, but he's not a world champion. He's not there yet. And one of the problems with the UFC, and we've said this time over time, time after time, especially if you watch this show is he, his management in the UFC is doing him a disservice by tossing him these fucking monsters. So Edmund, you know, I think last year they had him as the, like one of the number one prospects, especially at middleweight, the number one prospect. Okay. And then you toss him to the fucking wolves and no other sport. If you're this young and green behind the gills, are you fighting these veterans? And not only are you fighting veterans, but you're fighting bad matchups because the only way to get, you know, experience inside that octagon is by actually fighting but you're getting the worst matchups possible if you could pick two guys that just are terrible matchups for edmund that's what he got he got fucking brunson then he got jack hermerson so if brunson we realized jesus edmund needs to go back to the drawing board and work on his grappling especially on the ground i don't know what he what belt level he is but he it's just not there yet but that's okay but not in the ufc at Ed Suarez, I'll never forget this when we we're at Black House. I forget who it was. I think it was Brian Ortega when I first got the UFC. They they told me he was fighting. I forget it may have been Clay Guid or someone like that. I go, God, tough matchup. And I said, uh, I'm surprised you guys let him do that. He goes, What do you mean? What do you mean? It's the UFC. 
you shouldn't sign with the UFC unless you're ready to take on all comers, whether it's the champ or it's a top 10, top 20. If you can't fight those guys, you shouldn't be in the UFC. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're right. But there are guys like Edmund who have such a high ceiling where even with Conor McGregor, he wasn't fighting terrible matchups off the bat. He would, it was, it was a slow build, man. And that journey, and we can get behind guys when you follow this journey with Edmund has a great story, right? He was a young kid in the gym with Ronda Rousey, Ed, uh, Edmund's his coach, which is Ronda's head coach. Like there's a lot, there's a story there, but when you give him awful matchups, you're not doing this kid any favors, man. Cause now confidence fucking shot confidence out the window and now we gotta go back to the drawing board and you know what are you gonna do what are you gonna do so for him just the worst case possible give him jack hermison who can grapple his ass off you know edmund couldn't get you know started on the feet just never got comfortable maybe you give him around you know 29 27 i agree with that you know you for him you'd have to look at a guy like what about kevin holland that'd be a fun matchup another guy who that doesn't have a clue about the ground game. I mean, he's, he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu, and that's fine. But as far as getting it down, he's not going to take Edmund down. Let them, let them boys fight it out. Uh, another guy, again, and I even I wouldn't give him this fight, but a guy who's on a big losing streak at middleweight would be Kelvin Gaslam. Doesn't really use his wrestling, fancy himself a striker. Edmund, those are favorable fights for Edmund. But again, dude, is this the route we want to go? Kevin Holland could make sense. Kevin Holland makes sense. But you just, you just got to give the kid a fucking chance, man, because you got one. Not everybody's John Jones, man. Not everyone's ready right off the bat. Because remember, John had wrestling. That His background was wrestling. So he's going to take the fight where he wants to take the fight. Edmund, he's a striker. You keep him these fucking grapplers, man. And he's just not, he's not there yet. Will he get there? I'm sure. But you're going to ruin this fucking huge prospect by giving him shitty matchups. The management should be ashamed of themselves and the UFC should be ashamed of themselves because you got one there. You have the kid has all the fucking potential in the world and you're fucking it up, man. You're ruining this prospect. No other sport does this except for the UFC. And if I'm Edmund, when they go, all right, you're fighting uh, Brunson. I'd be like, really? Already? Like, like, what about these other guys? There's other better matchups. Like, let me, let me get my feet. Let me get my beak wet. Cause this is a, it depends what you want to do. But to me, your your professional career, whether it's football, fighting, basketball, hockey, whatever sport you're in, it's a marathon, dude. You so you want to just fight these top contenders right away? All right, dude, you lose. You, all right, you're three years maybe. Don't even build a name. Not gonna make any money. Let's do a marathon. Fight out that contract. Not fight anybody in the top ten. And then after we fight that six fight deal, then start negotiating for the bigger deals. It's a marathon, man. It's not a sprint. And his team sprint, sprint, sprint. UFC sprint, sprint, sprint. All right. Well, you fucked up his confidence. Now we're going to go back to the drawing board. You fucked with his confidence. And confidence is everything. Look at Cody Garbrandt. And, and back to Cody Garbrandt, you got to realize this guy coming off that coat. He had really rough time with COVID. You know, he was talking about he almost died. He wasn't feeling good. Here's Rob Font. That's where Cody's at. But Cody's ready for that. Cody just didn't show up mentally. But for Edmund, it's not about him showing up. It's just these terrible matchups. Man, again, management and the UFC matchmakers should be ashamed of themselves. Because how often do you get a guy like Edmund that comes along? You're fucking it up. And I know the UFC is not about stars, but god damn, dude. You're not doing many favors, man. Ben Rothwell, I mean, first Chris Barnett. Barnett, God bless him, man. It, that wasn't a guillotine choke either. People need to figure that shit out. Uh, Chris Barnett, 5'8". Is there any way he could lose weight, you think, and fight at 205? <laughs> but in all honesty, is there any way he could fight at 185? Even 5'8 at 185 is fucking difficult, dude. Uh, is he 5'8 or 5'8? Like, he's, he's not short, tall, but he's, he's like, he's a square. His he, body's a shit that it. way. We got to lose weight, Bubba. <laughs> we, we have to. Otherwise, you, you go back to fighting on the local circuit, man. He's so fun. He's fun yeah. as hell. But these vets, man, it's just a, it's a nightmare. You need all the help you can get at heavyweight, and they're big boys, man. Says five nine, but I don't know. You tell me he can't lose some weight, and it, it's coming from weight. another from thick guy to thick guy here, <laughs> Bubba. He, there's some pounds we can do there, and he's fun to watch. But in the UFC at five eight, it, it ain't happening. It ain't happening. It's not happening. 
You're going to be a fan favorite. You may have two years and you get out if you continue this. Mm. And he has a ton of fights and he has a ton of wins, but on the local regional yeah. scene, the USC is a different animal. They're big boys, man. And when you're that short, it's just, you're, you're, you're already at a huge disadvantage. Huge disadvantage. Court McGee got it done. Uh, again, none of these fights are going to knock your fucking hair back. That Edmund one ruined my night. going to be honest with you. That fucked the whole vibe up for me. I, I just, I don't get it. I do not get it. I know I keep harping on it, but I do not get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Look at the NFL. You know, the Packers draft homeboy out of what is North Dakota State, where the hell that kid's from. He's going to ride the bench and learn the game. The speed is different. Everything's different. He's going to learn, and then he gets in the game. He'll play a little preseason, and then he'll watch the vets do it and learn and then pick it up. Now, there are the exceptions, the rookies that get in there and get it done, but even they protect those guys. They're not throwing the whole playbook at them. I just, I don't get it. I do not get it. His management should be ashamed, man. But everyone wants to be like fucking Don Cerrone. I'll fight any place, anytime. I get it, dude. You're not Don Cerrone. You're going to have a two-year career. And you're fighting the regional scene making zero fucking dollars. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. What do you got, Jen? All righty. First one, well, Cody Garber, I saw this little like Instagram story. Well, his or, face looks like mine. I know. Uh, Instagram Live. That's why I like Drake. We both got fat faces. Well, that's after getting smacked around, though. Yeah, I know. His face usually isn't that fat. Yeah. All right, so I'll just play this real that quick. place where I where I went shooting guns. They had a they do custom like guns where they paint them and uh, etch them with logos and shit. Cody uh -huh. Garbrandt had a gun there. It was this no love gun. It was so sick. They had cartel guns there with like all the diamonds on them. I just don't know what you do with those. Like legit ones oh, that yeah. they got. Oh mm -hmm. snap! Yeah, they're really cool. Yeah, I wanted one, but I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll play this real quick. Just really thankful. I wanted to come on here and just tell you guys how much I appreciate and love your support. Um, it's very appreciated. Uh, I'm trying to fight my heart out for you guys, and uh, thank you. So very emotional, obviously. It's tough. It, it, you know, sometimes <clears throat> here's the thing. You know how when you, if you're listening to this at work right now, you're watching this at work right now. You, sometimes when you get to work on Monday or Thursday or Friday, whatever day you work, Monday through Friday, and you don't feel like working, mm -hmm. or you're just not there mentally. There's, it's no. This happens in sports. All the, it happens in sports, man. Unfortunately, Cody just wasn't there. Maybe he didn't feel like doing it. Maybe COVID fucked him up. Maybe his confidence was rattled. Maybe, maybe he has a monster and Rob Font in front of him can't figure out this puzzle. Sometimes, and I know some people are like what, but they get paid so much money. No, I get it, but they're human. Sometimes they don't feel like working. I've shown up sometimes for. You know, not for this show, not not for podcasts or stand up. I have the best job in the world, Crimea River. But in the UFC, sometimes I'm like, man, if I could just do this any other day, I don't feel like doing this right now. I know, but you have to do it now. All right. So when you're at work, it's no different. If you're at work, are you the most productive when you don't feel like doing it? No. Are you lasered focused and getting what you need to get done? No. It's no different than these guys. Even LeBron has off days. They do. They just have, it's just, it's human nature. Sometimes you don't fucking feel like doing your job. To me, that, that was Cody that night. Yeah. Could be wrong. I mean, he was like, no, I felt great. Just Rob Font's really fucking good. That's fine too. But to me, like when you're not there mentally and you're just like, God, I just don't feel like for like, you know, when, if you're working out a lot and you're like, ah, I need a day off or man, I, I just don't feel like working out, but you still show up and then you get it done, but it's not your best. It happens to these guys, yeah. man. Because I'm just really thankful I wanted to come here and just tell you guys how much I appreciate your love and support. Very appreciated. I used to always say it when I was fighting. It's tough to be a Brendan Shop fan. Some, some, sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's tough. Mm -hmm. It's just it's up and down, man. You know? And that's because sometimes I just didn't fucking feel like doing it, man. How about that? And you, I, you have to do I can't reschedule. <laughs> no. I remember the Roy Nelson fight came about. I'm like, God, if, if we could just do this tomorrow, my coach's like, are you fucking mind? I'm like, I know. I don't. I just don't feel great. I just don't feel like getting sweaty. For I don't feel like doing something physical right now, man. I want to chill. Yeah. Sorry, man. Pay-per-view. <laughs> you can't just bounce. Yeah, I can't just, hey, reschedule tomorrow. Shop needs a, a nap. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, yeah but I think people are surprised by that. These guys are human, man. Mm -hmm. And I think you're right about Cody, too, because he seemed like he was a better technical fighter, but then he didn't have that same 
thing that makes him awesome too. Yep. So if he just blends that together, yeah, now, it's there. Yeah. He, it's not, it's not like, and this isn't a sad story. Like he's gonna be fine. He still has all the skill set to be champion, and he's. I don't even think he's thirty. He has his, all his thirties to go. Like he's gonna be fine, man. Mm. You go back, reassess, get comfortable with the game plan with Mark Henry, and come back in this next fight. You beat the fuck out of somebody, yeah. man. There you go. Uh, this is just a little funny, Valerie Loretta. So after her defeat, she just posted uh, this right here. <laughs> On to the next. Winner in my book. She's got a cast on her arm, too. Demon see the There cast. you go. Demon see the I know. Cast. I just are, barely noticed it right now. You are number one, girl. <laughs> you are number one in our hearts. Yeah. Jesus. Primity. <clears throat> On to right. the next. On to the next. So uh, you saw Paul Felder retired. Reached out Paul Felder today. Come on, food truck. Hell yeah. Paul Felder. You won, dude. Yes. You won, man. You won the game. You beat the game. You know how many guys compete in professional sports. I'm not just talking about the UFC, but UFC especially. You know how many guys compete in professional sports, and when they get done, don't have a freaking clue what they're going to do? And they have no way to make any income, and they're trying to figure it out. That's why you see these bullshit. You see these guys hanging around. You see fucking Tito Ortiz or Chuck Liddell, or you see Oscar De La Hoya versus you know cocaine or the hell he's doing. So it's like you know you've won. I love seeing this. I love seeing guys win. And this is what I this is what I text Paul Felder. I said, "You won, man. You beat the game. You have your whole career ahead of you now. Fighting was just a flash in the pan. That's just a short." chapter in your life story man so many guys predicate themselves and and they're so one-dimensional it's all about this yeah dude what that's 10 years and you lived let's say 100 10 percent of your life you're not just a fighter mm -hmm. these guys aren't just fighters there's so much shit you can do man look at my dumb ass <laughs> there's so much you can do dude that's just a flash in the pan. Use it as a launching board. For Paul Felder, smart dude, one of the best analysts in the game. Amazing. Fun to listen to. Him and Bisbing as a tandem are fantastic. Mm -hmm. it, 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 this is a win, man. And God, I love, like when Khabib retired, hell yeah. GSP, hell yeah. Paul Felder, hell yeah. What do you want to do? You want, you want to be Diego Sanchez? Oh. You want to be Chuck Liddell? What do you want to do, dude? You want to stick around for how long? Everybody ends up face down, ass up. With CT, if you hang around long enough, and you have a, your uh, in, a booming career and being an analyst, fuck, dude. Of course, get out. And again, it, life is a, is a marathon, dude. You're gonna make way more money doing this than you ever would if you stuck around fighting. And he had some great fights. He's he be beat the champ. Now. He beat Charles Oliveira. He's a badass. He's a badass, yeah. dude. It, what do you think what he said? He's like, I wish more fighters would do this too. Like retire earlier rather than hold up the division and just get, you know. Here, here's the problem though, is it, it's easy. It, I'm with him. Dude, but he I, has it, something else. You have, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. it's like, you know, it's like you're the kid in college and you have this internship and then there's going to turn to a job. Yeah, man, you, 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 you did it right. But then there's kids who graduate and like, I don't know what the fuck yeah. I'm going to do. So most people in the UC are like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. So it's like, well, I know fighting. I'm just going to do this, you know? And yeah. of course retire, dude. It's like, you know, if my kid was in college and he's like, dad, I, I created this app, man. I can stick around and get this degree and keep doing this bullshit. Oh, but I know I want to do this. I'm like, yeah, let's quit doing this because this is your future, man. And it's so freaking tough to figure out a passion and do what you want to do. Definitely go do that. So I'm, I'm with Paul. I wish more guys would do it. The problem is they don't have the resources, the on. income or fallback. Yeah. Because the other thing is if you're not fully focused, you can get really hurt in the UFC. So it's like this double-edged sword. As easy as it is to say, yeah, man, get out. It's like, all right, and do what, man? Some guy's like, no, I, all I know is fighting. That's what I want to do. Mm. I get it. But look how many guys are parlaying to something else, man. Not a ton. But Not you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I hear you. Uh, you. You mentioned GSP, and turns out that he actually was wanting to fight Oscar De La Hoya. And yeah, Dana White turned that it down. That bums me out. That bums me out. <laughs> but he said he wanted to give the majority of the money to charity. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> still bums me out. It does, right? You can still give money to charity. You don't have to fight <sighs> Oscar De La Hoya, who's been coked up. And I mean, think about him on the analyst booth. It's like, what is Terrible. happening? Around? You're going to fight. Really, you, that's what you want to do, GSP? You want to come out and fight him? That's what you want to do? What? What are we doing, dude? No one wants to see that bullshit. He goes, I understand that Dana didn't want me to fight. However, it would have been 
fun for you. And that's it. Uh, because my career as a professional fighter to become the best in the world in mixed martial arts is done. I'm turning 40 years old tomorrow. I'm going to be 40 years old. It's a young man's game. However, rather fight a boxing match under the rules that Triller put on against the legendary Oscar De La Hoya. For me, it would have been a dream come true. Dude, that's not the golden boy anymore. That's not the guy we all grew up watching. He's not doing it for the same reasons as you, GSP. Because he's my second favorite boxer of all time behind Sugar Ray Leonard, preach. Plus, a lot of money uh, made would have been given to charity, so it would have been for a good cause just to show that we don't take ourselves too seriously. Well, then I don't want to watch. Uh, <laughs> and it would have been serious competition because you say, I play basketball, I play hockey, but you don't play fighting. It would have been fun. <sighs> I'm surprised, too, that I actually... I'm surprised GSP wanted to do it. Yeah. I just think it's a bad look. And, dude, you're in Marvel movies, GSP. <laughs> Listen to your boy, Paul Felder. Get out, man. Um... I, you know, I know GSP loves boxing, and there, maybe there's some some kind of childhood dream to fight Oscar De La Hoya. It's, it's the world we live in, man, you know, where these guys have access and can fight each other like that. I think for Dana, and I'm, I, I'm kind of agreeing with Dana. He's like, dude, you're GSP, man. You're the face of this organization for how long? They're going to go fight for trailer? No, you can't do it. Like, this makes us look bad. Mm. Like, you're set, man. What are you doing? You're in. You're a superhero in a Marvel movie. And you're fight fucking coked up Oscar De La Hoya. How do you think that press conference is gonna go? And they're gonna be super respectful to each other and shit. Now, would I watch it? Yeah, of course. I'm with Dana though. It's like, dude, we come on, dude. Show a little pride, bud. Yeah. Just donate money to charity and do something else. Yeah, his legacy would be tarnished if <laughs> if something happened. And he lost, and he probably. What do you think? How do you think he would do against Oscar De La Hoya? It's tough, man, because these, you know, Oscar Del Hoy is one of the greatest of all yeah. time. Like, these guys can fucking box, yeah. man. It's just a different animal. And, you know, G and it's not like GSP is going to knock them out. It's not the most exciting fight of all time either. I'm, I'm with Dana on this. It's just yeah. a bad look. I hear you. Um, speaking of boxing, the biggest news I think that came out, or one of the biggest news, is Jake Paul actually signed with Showtime. Ooh. To box. Come on over to the real side, dog. <laughs> Quit playing grab ass with Triller. Come to the big boys. Yeah, what's going to happen with Triller, too? That's uh, weird. They're going to be out of business by the end of 2021. I know, right? Want to bet? Um, and again, I, I tell you guys, you know, with Logan Paul and Jake Paul, I think, you know, for Logan, he has so much else going on, and he has this big, you know, fight with Floyd Mayweather, which your boy is working. Uh, hashtag, I'll be in Miami. But, um, you know, Logan, to me, he's he's the older brother, and obviously he he can he can box. Um, has a huge <clears throat> task ahead of him with Floyd Mayweather, which we'll get to the week of the fight. But um, I just I I think they're on two different paths as far as boxing goes. And by Jake Paul signing over to Showtime Sports, well, we don't play those games at Showtime. You're not going to see Jake versus some ass clown. You're not going to see that. By Jake signing to Showtime Sports, to me, is him taking the really the first step into a real boxing career. So if you want to see him fight or actual striker and stuff like that, welcome to Showtime. High production, real fighters, you know what I'm saying? So to me, Jake wants to be taken serious, and by signing with Showtime is the first step ever in his career as, be far, as in regards to being taken as a serious boxer. Showtime does boxing. That's what we do, man. I think it's a good thing for him, mm -hmm. but you're not going to get you're not going to see him fight Lamar Odom or Aaron Carter. We don't play those games. You're, he's going to he's gonna, he's going to get tested. If he's going to lose, it'd be with Showtime Sports. They're not going to play those shit show games. You're going to get real analysts. You're going to get real shit of high production. Nobody's going to be smoking weed and you know making jokes non fucking stop. And you know you're not going to have all this weird shit on there. So we'll see, man. Yeah. I'm excited for him. It'll be interesting to see the numbers too. For Showtime, Listen, his first fight, Jake Paul could fight on YouPorn and get numbers. Yeah, you know he brings an audience with him. So does Logan Paul. Speaking of Logan Paul, but, but again, that that's and that that's where Showtime has to play this game because what you can't do, and this was not an argument, just my discussion with Showtime in regards to me being part of the the booth, the analyst desk mm -hmm. is. You have to blend somewhat Triller and Showtime. You can't, and don't get me wrong, was Triller the best production? No, but it was fun. As much of a shit show, it was still fun and, and went viral, and we were talking about it. It was fun, which was part of it, right? 
And then you have Showtime, which it's real, real serious, real boxing experts breaking down real fighters. You got to blend those. You, if to to capture that Jake Paul, Logan Paul audience, you're gonna have to teeter on on the line yeah. there. You have to. Otherwise, Logan and Jake Paul's audience are like, this sucks, dude. Like this isn't fun. You have to have some fun. That's when they put out that thick boy bat signal. I went, I'll see you in my yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yes. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Just a quick one. Logan Paul, I was also talking to Showtime Sports to Mario Ronaldo, and he says that he will absolutely compete in MMA at least once before he dies. And if he wins that fight, he'll do another one. Yeah, absolutely. Paul told Showtime Sports Mario Ronaldo when asked if he'd ever take an actual MMA fight. He says, I actually think I'd probably be better in MMA because mm-hmm. of my wrist. I agree. Yep. MMA is more for Logan for sure. Uh, I will say it's it's a tough sport. It's harder than boxing. MMA fighters are le- legitimate, all around 360 degree fighters. I've had some knee issues on both knees, and it's rough on the body. But I cannot, I I can't, can't not. not do at least one MMA fight before I die. At least one. If I win, I'd probably do another. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Bellator <clears throat> UFC calls him, especially Dana. Yeah, I can imagine that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those promoters are foaming at the dick for this. <laughs> All right, so the best news out of the week is this right here. Diego Sanchez ends professional relationship with Joshua Fabio. Dude, was anybody following this on Twitter? It was hilarious. My boys were showing me this. They went, uh, it was something like uh, Joshua Fabio put out. Uh, in, all this news about Diego Sanchez farm is all bullshit. It's the media's agenda. Literally two minutes later, I went, uh, Diego, what the hell, man? Why is there a restraining order against me? <laughs> so I saw those tweets too, but I think, I don't know if that's actually him. Who? That's what I was, the Joshua Fabia tweets. I saw those too. And you I'm mean like, somebody else? We had like a few thousand followers, but I don't know for a fact that's him. Because it looks so crazy. I think he has more than a few. Th- oh, it looks crazy. <laughs> it looks crazy. Yeah, because he's fucking that crazy. That is true. Shit. So it could be him. It was hilarious. It was hilarious, yeah. He's like, this is all bullshit. Two minutes later, what the hell? Know, Why is the restraining word, Diego? Get rid of this. <laughs> yeah, man, this is real shit. Thank God this shit show is over. Yeah. And Joshua Fabio will fucking ride out into the su- crazy sunset into no man's land. We will never talk about him again on this show. Hopefully. 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 What <laughs> fighter is going to look at them like, yeah, let me get in there. Joshua oh, Fabio and Sanchez split. Diego has clearly been taking advantage of me for two, two years. years. This is a weird you ass post, think? dude. How dare you? Uh, it's crazy, the story. He's talking to some lady about this on a podcast. So, do you, again, who's putting him on podcast? Some, it was a random woman. That How bad do you before. guys need views to put this fucking clown on your show, man? Uh, Dio was definitely a celebrity. He had some celebrity asshole tendencies. He didn't like tipping. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And he did some weird stuff. Now, Funny. as I'm reading this, do I believe any of it? <laughs> nope. But here we are. Yeah. So let's read as if it's real. Diego is definitely a celebrity. This is Joshua saying about yep. uh, Diego. Diego was definitely a celebrity. He had some celebrity asshole tendencies. He didn't like tipping, and he did some weird stuff in front of me that, you know, threw out some red flags. Oh, were those the red flags? Uh, But over time, just talking to him, it kind of just seemed like I said the celebrity stuff. Things like you get a divorce and you have a child, but you get one, uh, but you get a one-bedroom condo. Things that just didn't make sense to me. Maybe that's all I could afford, you piece of shit. But I'm thinking, okay, he's got his own plane, his own plans. Oh, plans. Plan. I thought planes. <laughs> no. God, dog. How much were they paying this man? Okay, he's got his own plans. He knows what he's going to do. Maybe it's just super uh, temporary. temporary. I don't know. And I'm wondering, why is he driving around a $3,000 Mercedes? Just questions that throw out flags. What does that mean? He's telling me he's frugal. He's saving his money. Okay. Um, so he's, he's saying red flags because, hold he's on. He lived money. in a one-bedroom condo and drove a... Uh, $3,000 Mercedes. $3,000 Mercedes? Sounds smart to me if you're a fighter. From everything on the outside as a trainer that's seeing so many three days a week, three, that's not good. Then I moved him into the into the condo. I helped him in the divorce in this little moment, and everything seemed pretty much the same as anybody else in these circumstances to a certain degree. Uh, as I get more information, as I'm with the lawyer, and the lawyer talks to Diego and uh, asks Diego about his education, he starts talking about he was in special education. Holy shit, huge red flags, man. Oh, man. Um, God, this piece of shit. Yep. But but this shows you somebody's true character when a relationship like this or Diego put him on, right? And you'll see this even in comedy, podcasting. When you put somebody on, if it goes sour, you'll you'll see the true character of somebody Mm -hmm. and you will see why they were fired. Like Fabio, Joshua Fabio. 
So just look at his character now saying, oh, he was in, had special education. Okay, so he had some issues yeah. in school. What's that have to do with you, man? Uh, this is not uh, this is not at all what I perceived. And Diego is not anywhere near what anybody knows, man. And Diego has been Check an addict. He, has, he hasn't told anybody for the past five months. I was a sponsor living with him. They had to live there because he was broke and lost all his money and strung out on Kratom and Kratom. alcohol and 30 other substances. Strung out on Kratom and alcohol and 30 other substances. 30 other substances. Me and Isaac were talking like, can you name 30 substances? I mean, what, Advil, dumbass. <laughs> Uh, that he had sex, that he had sexual abuse issues. No, he didn't say any of that, man. I've been holding up all this. I've been doing everything. Everybody's coming at me. I'll put it out there. I'll put out all the proof. I put out all the videos, man. Dude has clearly been taking advantage of me for two years as I've been fighting for him, putting myself on the line for him with zero benefit. Really? We've never heard of you. I'm the one getting death threats here. Yeah, dude. Check this out too, though. Oh, this is, it just, gets crazier. All right. I'm ready for this. I haven't <laughs> seen any of this. So this moment happens where the Nevada State Athletic Commission comes in and leans on Diego, and, and he has to throw a fucking fight. fight. He's con yeah, he's saying he threw a fight against um, Chiesa. Chiesa. Now I have them recorded. You go watch the fight, and it's the only fight in Diego Sanchez that he never threw a punch. Yeah, because you're a <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Michael Chess is really fucking good, and Diego's a lot older. That way, uh, that's uh, that way they did it is in the lean, which is talking to somebody and dangling their license, explaining, "Are you really trying to hurt this man? You're not trying to hurt him, are you, Diego? You're a sportsman, Diego. You're always been a good guy. You're gonna do anything with malicious intent, are you, Diego? Ah, Jesus Christ, you can call that way you call it, but the domestic which is not supposed to come in three minutes before a fucking fight and come in and kick everybody out, come and talk." That type of shit to a fighter and get in their head. Then on top of it, the last time Diego was a sportsman, he was a wrestler. So the first thing he comes out and does and takes this guy's leg, he never throws a punch. So you tell me how many fighters, how many fighter that's been training for 10 weeks to strike didn't throw a strike? This is a guy talking there. But yeah. And so he's actually saying that he has video of the commission telling Diego to freaking throw the fight. I know. Like, love come to see on, it. Dude. Guarantee he doesn't. God, what a shit show. He's insane. And watch it. Keep like putting these carrots out there, you know, and be like, I got this bit and watch. He has nothing. Yeah. And then, and then in two weeks, no one ever talks about him again. This is how it goes. These people that show their true characters and you tell like just all this rambling shit and then just throwing Diego under the bus. Who do you think people are going to side with Fabia? You come on, dude. Yeah, and then and, I remember. And didn't he tell? Didn't he say Diego's on steroids, dude? I see that. Uh, I don't know if she said steroids. Said <sighs> drugs for sure, though. Then uh, remember, Emil Vahala had this video from back then. This training technique. Fabia chasing everyone with a knife. You tell me who's crazy. You tell me who's crazy. Who are you gonna believe, Diego or this fucking clown? I know. Dude, good luck ro walking around uh, Albuquerque. Yeah, you're not re once, right? relocate to LA or Austin, you piece of shit. All right, that's about enough Joshua <laughs> Fabia. One me. last thing, just to cap it off. This is a great post by Conor McGregor. He did this. Sanchez versus Fabia McGregor Sports <laughs> Entertainment. Hilarious. Yeah, that would be dope. I mean, yeah, Thick Boy Productions wants in on that, too. Mm -hmm. um, so this, I first saw this and I thought it was not good, but then apparently this is good. So UFC 262 uh, drew over 300,000 domestic pay-per-view buys. That's great. They said it was actually pretty good for... Who did? Uh, well, this article. Consider UFC the last co-main event. Yeah, they lost Nate Diaz. Uh -huh. Edward, pay-per-view numbers are fairly impressive. Hardcore fans understand how good Oliver Chandler both are, but they aren't considered major UFC stars at this point. Which is Producing true. these type of numbers is a big success, so this was just a second octagon appearance. Um, it's definitely a heavily UFC-favored uh, article. Uh, yeah, 300 is not great. Not great, but yeah. Considering, yeah, I mean, they don't good. make their not off pay per views anymore, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah, uh, really good news. Your girl Tatiana Suarez medically cleared to yes. come back. God, and they need her in there. Mm -hmm. So many great matchups for her. She wants to go to flyweight though, so I think she was strawweight before, so she's gonna go back up to 125. And then I think she says she's coming back September, maybe August. Love it. Yeah, it's been a long time. Told you she's my pick to be champ. As long as that next, okay. yeah, hopefully. My particular champ. It's 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 considering that next, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, this you kind of saw this coming already, but Jacare Souza, yeah. he's no longer with the UFC. Yeah. And then he posted 
Just a I positive message. That all my contact you see, and I'm happy with everything that's happening. Very soon, I will tell everyone. New beginnings happening. Yeah. What a legend, though. Yeah, had definitely. a great legend. career. Strike Force UFC. Just a fucking stud, man. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is Dana White sort of confirming that the Francis Ngannou and Derek Lewis Derek fight will Lewis. be UFC 265. When's 265? August? Let's look right here. August 7th. Hell yeah. And that's kind of like, this is so far on the card. Amanda Nunes versus Julian Pena. That's is a great. fun fight. Yeah. You're at Hall's on there. Jose Aldo. Pedro, Pedro Munoz. Munoz. All right. So it's looking good. Um, boxing, once again. Manny Pacquiao and Errol Spence Jr. That's interesting. August 21st. Tough fight for your boy, Manny Pacquiao. Here's the interesting about Manny Pacquiao. I don't think there's much of a shit show as a lot of people are making it. Like, people are like, oh, man, he's going to destroy. This is his last fight. I can't believe this. Like, he did beat Keith Thurman. Mm-hmm. It's not, I don't think this is a walk in the park for Spence. Spence is so good, though. I know. This is going to be a good fight. Yes. All right. You mentioned this already, but TJ Dillashaw is going to... They're rebooked for UFC Fight Night July 24th. Hell Corey yeah. Sanhagen. Love it. Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, they need to figure that out. When or that gets the next title shot. Yeah. So it's going to be pretty soon. Pretty soon. Got two months. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. Roy McDonald versus Gleason Tebow. Enjoy June that, 17th. Gleason Tebow. <laughs> Yeah, and then remember, like, Anthony Pettis is coming back real soon, too, against Alex Martinez, June 10th. Tough fight for your boy Pettis. I know. Alex Martinez, seen that kid fight. He's a bit of a monster. Here's a quick one. Kevin Lee comes back. You'll see 264. I saw this. I don't like this fight for Kevin Lee. Dude, I didn't really know Sean Brady, but then I looked at his record. He's legit. Uh, you've never seen Sean Brady fight? Just, for some reason, I didn't, monster, like, ring a bell. Monster. Yeah. Super monster. Good, good at everything. Literally good at everything. I would assume Kevin Lee's an underdog in this fight. Mm. If he's not, I'd put heavy money on uh, Brady. Yeah. Yeah, not an easy fight nope. for Kevin Lee. But also put Sean Brady on the, the the map now if he gets a win over a guy like Kevin Lee. But yeah, Sean Brady's a fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. Okay, we talked about this last week, but I guess it's confirmed now. Tyson Fury, Wilder. Yippee. July you know 24th. they even offered Deontay Wilder 20 mil just to go away? 20 mil. They're like, here's 20 mil. Just let us fight Joshua. He's like, no, I need my chance again. <laughs> Fuck. And it's possible. I mean, it's What's possible. possible. That he wins? Yeah. For sure. Deontay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Deontay that- Wilder hits like a fucking Mack truck. He lands one. It's over. But what's he won? Maybe three rounds after all the rounds they fought? It's a. It's just. Yeah. All right. I'll take it. And he, listen, I'll watch Fury and Wilder fight any day of the week. Yeah. But I need Fury versus Joshua. Joshua. What do you think happens though? So let's just say, you know, if Fury loses, what happens to the Joshua fight? Is it going to be uh, pro- postponed to twenty twenty two at least? Mm-hmm. At least. Does it kill it though? No. no okay. No no, no. no. You can get Wilder versus Joshua. You get Fury versus Joshua. I. You know what would happen. If Wilder were to beat Fury, he it's gonna be Fury. I'm sorry, it's gonna be Wilder versus Joshua Ooh. by the end of the year, which ain't bad. Yeah, either. that's pretty good. And here's what's crazy about boxing: is Deontay Wilder is a better matchup for Anthony Joshua mm-hmm. than Fury is for Joshua. It's it's just all styles, you know. Shit, Wilder versus Joshua? I know. Jeez, all right, not up. as bad as I thought. No, it, yeah, I would almost put money on it. I don't know what their contract is. I think it's just three and done. Mm-hmm. But if Wilder were to beat Fury, you're getting Wilder versus Joshua by the end of this year. Fury would go fight somebody, then get a win, and then he'll fight Joshua. And then the redo, you know, if Wilder were to beat, or if Fury to beat him, then you get a, you know, Wilder yeah, versus Fury plus. for even bigger stakes. Everybody's making money. All right. Yeah, it's not the end of the world if Deontay were to win that fight. Yeah. Okay, this came suddenly. Gordon Ryan, remember he just signed a one championship to mm-hmm. fight? Uh, apparently he's retiring from c- uh, competing uh, indefinitely right now because he has some sort of crazy stomach issue. What kind of stomach issues? Like uh, Brock Lesnar shit? They said, so he said three years since staff antibiotics messed up his stomach, so that's what caused Jesus it. Jesus Christ. So his nauseousness, he's not at 100%. And progressively getting worse. Yeah. So he's apologizing to everyone right now. Wow. So he's just taking a break? They say he's going to come back? He says indefinitely, so he doesn't know. Man, that's a bummer. That's such a shame. I wanted to see him compete so bad. Yeah. Such a stud. Especially after that little video we saw of him. I know, man. He's a monster. Galval. 
I know. All right. Um, well, that sucks. That does suck. John Jones posted this. I don't know what this really means, but this is what he posted. I'm about to give birth to something big, something out of the ordinary. On a path that no man on this planet has ever walked, can't rush greatness. Good things take time. Huh. Yeah. Uh, what was the scroll up? Scroll up. No, to his first tweet. I'm about to give, but don't say give birth. Uh, I'm about to <laughs> give birth to something big, something out of the ordinary. What could that be? I don't know. And then we already heard Dana White saying that, you know, he can fight or doesn't have to fight, whatever. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I wonder what it is. And something out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. On a mm. path that no man on this planet has ever walked. So it can't be a super fight in boxing or nothing. I don't know. I know he's been, he wanted to train as a cop or something like that, but I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, that wouldn't be that big of an announcement. Yeah, I mean, people have walked I wonder that. what it is. And the more we get these tweets from them, you're like, oh, wow, we're not getting Francis for his job. Yeah, I know it sucks. Yeah. Okay, so this is very sad news. Israel Adesanya, he had a, ta- a training partner, teammate, that was randomly attacked uh, after like a local MMA fight. Asian? Uh, Polynesian kind of guy. So this guy right here. Which uh, guy? Fal Vake, this guy right here. I'll show you another picture of him. So he was randomly attacked by like four guys, hit in the back of the head. So, you know, it's cheap shot bullshit. He was in a coma and Israel was posting about him, like, you know, because other articles were saying that he actually passed away, but he didn't. Finally, he did pass away now. Fuck. Yeah, it's super sad. He has a what? daughter, three year old daughter, and uh, like a partner that he left behind too. Jesus Christ, man. Yes. Yeah, Is just a random like bar fight or what? They just said that some, there was like a MMA event and there was a scuffle afterwards and then he just got hit in the back of the head and they just, like messed him up. Fuck. That's heartbreaking. Yeah, man. super heartbreaking. That is so sad. How stupid is that, man? Stupid I, shit. I cannot stand cheap shots, dude. I, I, I just hate stupid shit. Like, yeah. this is totally unnecessary. Guy, some little daughter lost her fucking head, you idiots. And over what? Stupid. Over what? Over what? God, it's frustrating. Yeah. So That's such a shame. Terrible news. Well, let's lighten the mood a little bit here. Do yeah, you remember this please. guy? Bring back Fabio. <laughs> Do you remember this guy? The golden voice? The homeless the, guy? That's... The chocolate? Huh? Oh, no. I'm thinking chocolate. No, no, rain. no. So this guy became famous after this. Oh, he's this. homeless. Had a great when voice. Work for your dollar. Say something with that great radio voice. When you're listening to nothing but the best of oldies, you're listening to Magic 98.9. Insanely good voice, right? Yeah. So I'm not usually a fan of memes because I'm older. I don't like, but this one just made me laugh hardcore. So someone made this meme. Can you tell my kids this is Charles Oliveira? Does <laughs> he look like him, dude? Dude, it's like so similar. He look identical. God, dog. insane. But did that guy ever get a gig in radio? He, dude, he was killing it for a while, but then he got back into like, you drugs? know, because he was getting famous. Let me guess, he got a bunch of money and started buying drugs. Know, yeah. yeah, weird. But hopefully he's doing well now. That's fucking I know, hilarious. Is so funny. Uh, that's so funny. <laughs> Spot on. I know. Let's see. <laughs> I think one more. So Kevin showed me this one. This is from like UFC 255. Uh, I forgot who. Oh, I think he fought Tim Means. This is Mike Perry. So he he wanted his walkout song to be Halo, the video game, but they played Halo from Beyonce. And I'll show you. It's such a shame. It's such a. <laughs> but mis- he goes with it. It's, it's such a miscommunication. <laughs> The sound guy's like, he said Halo. Like, yeah, bitch, the video game. I know. Who the hell wants to walk out to Beyonce? He's like, I don't know. He's a weird dude. Coming off a pretty disciplined win, DC, I thought over Mickey Gall. June inside this very He said, this ain't fucking Halo, the video game. That he has a well-rounded skill set. Hey. He said, hit this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong song, but fuck it. They put on the wrong song. Look at him. He just got a roll on the right. That's Mike Perry for you. He's got a roll. I love Mike Perry, man. I, I still want to see him versus Jake Paul. I know I keep ranting about it. Is he going to be on Food Truck? Do you guys try to get him? Perry? Yeah. Uh, we reached out to him before his last fight. He was like, let me get this knockout, dog. And I'll come on, something to talk about. Dude. I'm like, dude, I don't need you to knock anybody out to come on, man. I don't great. care if you win or lose, dude. Yeah. That's not what Food Truck's about. Yeah, he'd be awesome. Yeah, I'd love him on there. Come on, Mike Perry. Let's roll, dude. Yeah. Okay, I, did, I couldn't find any fights. No MMA fights, at least. And there's just this one. Haney versus Larinari is a yeah. great fight. Mm-hmm. 
Saturday. Tell you, man, what's interesting about uh, Devin Haney is you talk to anybody, that dude's the real motherfucking deal. Talk to anybody about him. No one really wants to fight this kid. First real, real test. It's a tough fight for him, man. What, is there odds on this? Um, Can't be that heavy favored. Let's see. Euros. Yeah, click on uh, Odd Shark there. I'm sure DraftKings had it, but... It's I think uh, Delvin Haney's a minus one, 1,200. No. Wow. Oh, yeah, there it goes. Minus 999, and then Linares is plus 550. Interesting. Yeah. All right. The websites aren't loading. There we go. Huge fucking... Yeah, favorite. he's a huge favorite. Interesting. Not terrible bet, but it's boxing, so. Yeah. Is that it, Chin? That's it. Cool, man. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Fun one as usual. I'm in Oklahoma City. Breaks down Comedy Club, Oklahoma City, June 10th through the 12th. And the only other one we got in the books, we'll have more dates between now and then. But uh, the next one for sure, now things are opening up. Denver, Colorado. Mom, I'm coming home. Comedy Works, downtown Denver, September 30th through October 2nd. But next up, Oklahoma City, you're on the clock. That's it. Have fun this weekend. Be safe. Memorial Day weekend, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Barbecue something for me, thickies. All right. Love you guys. I'm out.